powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. God, speak. And be loud. (laughs) Holy Ghost, speak. And be loud. Be so loud we can't deny what it is that we are to do. Be so loud that we cannot obfuscate that which we have heard to do. We're ready to receive. We're open to receive. We lay down every burden. We cast down every care. And we give you glory right now. Say, I'm ready to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, again, for all my digital family, if you haven't shared yet, I need you to click share. If you're in the building and you've got social media, I need you to share too. Let's change some lives. Let's get into this word tonight. The series we're in, which we've only got a few more messages, is called Christianity 101. 101 is a collegiate term that means the basics or foundation. So in this series, we've been hitting some of the basics and foundations of Christianity. And what I pray has been happening for you is that some of what you thought you knew has been challenged, and some of what you thought you knew, you're like, whoa, that's not actually what the Bible says. Let me put a point right here, and let me make a parenthetical insertion. Let me say this. Many people, their version of Christianity is based on information that was passed down from somebody, 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 that never read it. So consequently, their view of God is not a biblical view. Their view of God is based on what their grandmama said. Their view of God is not based on what the word says. Their view of God is what they heard somebody at their job say. And I need you to learn this word for yourself. That way you can say, I know it for myself. And that's why the scripture says in Proverbs, and all thy getting, get a what? Understanding, which means when I hear it, I go back and I study it so that I make sure if I'm challenged, I know how to respond. And I need for you... To be like a student in college when you leave church saying, I got my notes and I can't wait for the podcast to come out. I can't wait for the YouTube to be out. 
I can't wait to see it on Facebook or the Harvest Channel. Why? I need to go back through that word and get those scriptures. Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. What does that mean? My heart means mind in scripture, which means if I meditate on the word, that's what's on my mind. So no matter what mess I face, I go back to what's on my mind. And what's on my mind is from the master. So when I face something that's messy, I go back to what's on my mind. And what's on my mind is from the master. So I don't get overwhelmed by my mess because what's on my mind is what's from the master, not my mess. So in this series, what we've been doing is we've been going over some basics. And so Sunday's message was what? The Holy Ghost. Zechariah 4, 6, and God's word translation says it this way. Then he replied, this is the word the Lord spoke to Zerubbabel. You won't succeed by might. Sometimes when you become successful at anything, you begin to believe in your own might. I'm the strong one in my family. I'm the strong one in my friends. And you begin to believe your success will be because of you. What success? I've achieved the desired outcome. Success is a different measurement for every different individual predicated upon what that individual is supposed to do. See, this chair is not measured, uh, its success is not measured the same way this microphone success is. See, the chair is designed to hold me. The chair is designed for me to be able to swivel in a 360 degree motion. Check it out. This microphone is designed to amplify what I'm saying. Check it out. If I begin to judge this, Based on what this is supposed to do, this will look like a failure and so will this. Stop. Some of you call yourself a failure because you are judging your success based on something you were never sent to do. You were never sent to be sloppy. That's why they call you what they call you. You were never sent to be a curse perpetuator. You were sent to be a curse breaker. And so you are judging yourself based on the standard of something that you are not. So. You won't succeed. You will not achieve your desired outcome based on might, not by your might, nor by your power. But check this out. But by my what? Spirit. Everybody holler Holy Ghost. I said holler. I need you to holler. Say Holy Ghost. Online when I say holler, put it in all caps like you're hollering. Years ago when email was the thing to start communicating, I was communicating to one of my assistants in one of my businesses. And I would type all caps because it was just easier and faster for me to do that. And one day she said, why are you yelling at me? I said, what are you talking about? And you come to me with all that extra, it's going to be some problems. She says, you don't know when it's all caps, that means you're yelling? I said, no, I didn't realize there was an email list of rules. So for everybody who doesn't know, that's what that means. I'm like, okay, back to our regularly scheduled message. You won't succeed <laughs> by might nor by power. Here's what happens. Sometimes, not only do you believe to believe in your, begin to believe in your own might, you begin to believe in your own power. So you will put yourself around temptation believing you have the power to overcome it when you should have just stayed away from the temptation in the first place. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You already know you struggle with the baller, but you the one went up and sat at the bar. I'm trying to figure out why are you playing with it in the first place? I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, don't believe the hype. You already know that you like SWV. You get weak in the knees when they call you. So the question is, why do you keep answering the phone? Better question, why haven't you blocked them? Because they blocked you. And they only call you when they're trying to get something from you. I wish that you would elevate your value and not be that cheap. I... 
Are you catching the point? All right. So, so, so we're not going to see by might or power, but by what the, his spirit says, the Lord of armies. He says, I'm the God that fights for you. And he says, listen, you're going to succeed because I'm fighting for you. Because when I fight for you, in your weakness, my strength is perfected. So when you don't know what to do, I'm like, listen, you'll finally listen now. When you don't know how you're going to get it done, you'll listen. Somebody say, by his spirit. So this will be the secret to your success. The secret to your success will be your spirituality. People will say, how did you make it, Holy Ghost? People say, how is your family still together, Holy Ghost? How do you get everybody in your family to serve, Holy Ghost? How do you get out of debt, the Holy Ghost? Y'all ain't talking about How did you get that business to work, the Holy Ghost? How did you end those uh, 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 suicidal thoughts, the Holy Ghost? How did you get off that depression medication, the Holy Ghost? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I wish you knew that your God had all power and he's waiting to show himself strong through somebody in the earth. And since he's looking for somebody, I need you to lift up your hands and say, God, do it through me. You don't have to look for another person to show yourself strong through. Here I am. Lord, send me. So look, there are three experiences we learned in Christianity. The first experience is a decision to become a Christian, which is the same thing as salvation, the same thing as being born again. It's when you are sealed by the Spirit. Now, in that, we looked at Ephesians 1 and 13. In him, you also, after listening to the message of truth. And so I said to us on Sunday, that's why we share. We share because people can't listen to what they've not been exposed to. Got it? People cannot listen to what you've not shared to them. And when you share it because they trust you, they will trust what you share with them. So even if they have an issue with church or have an issue with God or have an issue with preachers because you shared it, they'll say, I'll listen. You're not even using your influence the way you could use it because, listen, they listen to you about the restaurants you suggest. They listen to you about the YouTube videos you suggest. And God says, when are you going to suggest to them the word that's feeding you? If it's good enough to feed you, why do you deprive them of it? Somebody say, I must share. share. Now, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. And we looked at this, that that's water. uh, One of the reasons we do water baptism is this Hebrew word mikvah, which means living water cleanses us externally. You remember I showed you that on Sunday. It cleanses you externally. And so when many Christians get saved, their focus is on looking the part, not being the part. I got to talk Christian talk. How you doing? Blessed, highly favored, empowered to prosper. And that's great, but here's the deal. But we need the second experience because we're construction sites, not museums. A construction site means something is happening. A museum says, look at what has happened. We never go to a museum to see something that is happening now. We go to a museum to see what happened years ago. And the issue many people have is that they live their life as a museum, not a construction site. Which means the only thing they celebrate is what's already happened, not realizing the best things are happening. It's not even what's getting ready to happen. It's, it's already happening. I need some of y'all to act like there's some stuff happening in you that's far better than what's already Yet you were a punk 12 months ago when you got hit with that issue. But this year you rose up and said, there's a warrior on the inside of me. You gave up last year when that thing hit you. But this year you said, I got a sword in my hand. And watch me fight back. Say, something's happening in me. 
What did the song say? I'm wiser, I'm smarter, I'm better. Listen, God has been perfecting those things that concern you. You've been evolving. You're not the same you you were 12 months ago. Can we tell the truth? You're not the same you you were 30 days ago. Because 30 days ago, had what happened to somebody today? You want to snap, crackle, and pop. But God. Somebody say, I'm under construction. I, and whenever you go to a construction site, they tell you a few things to put on. You need a hard hat. Helmet of salvation. I need to remind myself I'm saved because that's going to keep me from being damaged mentally. There are certain things they have you to put on the construction site because something is happening now. It's an active site where you have people with hammers and nails and, 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 and all kind of cranes and all kind of heavy equipment. And I need you to listen that God is literally having your whole life under construction. So you need to anticipate that where it was last week might not be the same way it's going to look this week. Because last week it was only partially done. But he's completed a little bit more of it this week. That's why last week you were worried about it. This week you're like, well, listen, if God be for me, who can be against me? I I ain't finna stress. I'm not losing no more sleep. Let me speak to somebody. You're not losing any more hair. You're not, who is that? You're not losing any more hair. You're not about to let your emotions run you wild. Say, I'm under construction. All right, so because of that, we need the second experience, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit or when we are spirit-filled. Uh, and we looked at John 14, 17, New Living Translation. says, he is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. And I taught you that God leads. He doesn't force. And this is important uh, because for many Christians, their experience with God is that they only do something when they are forced, meaning that they only do it when the circumstances present themselves in a way where they have to do it. So I'll forgive you because I want this house, not because he said to do it. I will sow because I need this debt to come off my credit, but not because I just sow. Y'all ain't going to talk. I, I will serve just because Bishop keeps saying it, not because it's in my heart to serve, because I owe him my serve because he died for me. And the least I could do is wipe a toilet seat for him. Y'all ain't go talk. The least I could do is hand somebody a pamphlet for him. The least I could do is say, here. the least I could do is chat online. The least. All right. So look, he says um, he leads you into truth, which means to lead, you have to follow. So watch how this works. Come. Stop. Come. All right, stop. To the left. To the right. Crisscross. Cha-cha real smooth with it. Now turn it up. Stop. He followed my instructions so I didn't have to hurt him. You're going to catch it in a minute. You're going to catch it in a minute. Because God's a leader. He doesn't force. Check this out. Some of the hell you go through is because you don't follow the instructions. Slide to the left. Okay, but don't follow my instructions. Just come. Okay. All right. All right. Jump. And here's what Christians will do. He knows my heart. He knows I had a heart to do it. I meant to do it. Here's the problem. None of that matters. 
did you do it? Y'all miss what I just said. Here's what a lot of Christians, we talked about this in prayer on Monday night. See, if we honor the Lord, honoring the Lord means we adjust to the Lord. Proof of honor is adaptation, not respectfully doing what you want. So here's what some Christians do. Jump. Here's what some Christians do. I just feel in my spirit that right now is not the time for me to jump. So here's what God says. Okay, I'm, I'm through fooling with you right now. I'm going to send you back into what you've been through. Because apparently that hell didn't teach you how to hear. Y'all ain't going to talk. That hell didn't teach you how to hear. So some of you, you keep going through circles because God says, oh, you ain't going to listen? Going back over there. Going back over there. Now you come here. Watch me. For some of you, you got next because of who wouldn't hear. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. There's somebody that did not obey. And God says, I'm about to give you their seat. about to give you their opportunity. I wish you lift your hands and say, I got next. So now God says, listen, now I hope you watched him act a fool. Because if you try that with me, I'm going to send you back over there too. See, here's the deal. You only have a lifetime to get this done. I have forever. So if you don't obey, I'll let you die out and I'll get your kids to do it. Y'all ain't gonna hear what I'm saying. I'm not gonna fight with you to do what I said. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. I'm not gonna fight with you. I'm not getting ready to beg you. I'm not getting ready. Please, please. He is not James Brown. He is not Keith Sweat. He is not gonna sing you a love song to get you to do what he said. Can you please lay your hands on yourself and say, Lord, teach me to obey? Jump. Keep jumping. Keep jumping. Keep on jumping. Crisscross and make it. Jump, jump. Now here's what some Christians do. Stop. A little tired? A little tired? Okay. Now listen, I taught you endurance. So this next time, this next time, you're going to do it far longer than you thought you would have to do it. Because now I need to teach you patience. And patience isn't waiting. Patience is how you act while you wait. So if I see your face frown up when you're doing it, what you just did don't count. Jump. See, some of y'all, what you're dealing with, God says, I need you to smile about it. Because you've been complaining. You have a negative attitude. You've been gossiping. And I need you to learn how to, in all things, Give thanks. There's some thankful people in this building. There's some thankful people online. It may not feel good, but I'm thankful. It may not sound good, but I'm thankful. Watch me do it and watch me do it with joy. Say, God, I'll do it with joy. I'll do it with joy. Notice he's still doing it. Because here's what some Christians will do. Is once you've done it enough, you figure I'm done. It don't take all that. And God says, well, for what you prayed for, actually, it takes a whole lot more than what you're doing. For what you asked me for, it takes a whole lot more than what you're doing. So you're going to stand there and jump. You're going to stand there and give. You're going to stand there and serve. You're going to stand there and forgive. You're going to stand there and repent. You're going to stand there and worship. You're going to stand there and pray. If the man of God say, lift your hand, why he got to ask you twice to do something for your God? If I... Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. I wanna preach hard tonight. Keep on jumping until I tell you to stop. Because as you keep jumping, what you don't realize is your jump is attracting the attention. 
of who you need to favor you. And as you keep being obedient, somebody's going to look at you being consistent and say, you know what? Let me go and put a promotion on you. Let me go on and pay your car off. Let me go on and pay your house up. Let me go on and bless you. Why? Because you obeying is getting somebody's attention. Yeah, lay your hands on yourself. Say, Lord, teach me to obey. Stop. Now stand there. Because I lead you. I'm not forcing you. So if you don't want to do it, I'll get somebody else. You ain't the only one can sing. You ain't the only one that can play. You ain't the only one that can beat them drums. You ain't the only one to work that soundboard. God said, you ain't the only one that can preach. If you don't, I will get somebody else that will do what I say. He said, I'll lead you. I'm going to lead you into truth. Truth, Greek word pistis, which means faith. Truth is different than facts. He doesn't lead you into fact. He leads you into truth. Fact is what the situation says. Truth is what he says about the situation. He says, I'm going to lead you into what I see about the situation. So check this out. Jump. Now, you're like, why is praising going to deal with these people on my job that's trying to set me up? I just heard something. How is praising going to deal with these people who literally stole from me and acted like they, I'm in somebody's business right now. He says, because what you don't understand is this is a weapon. And while you're doing this with joy, what you don't realize is you're forming a weapon. And your weapon's getting stronger. I know you're getting tired, but your weapon's getting stronger. I know you feel wore out, but your weapon's getting stronger. I know you feel weary, but do not grow weary in well-doing, because in due season you'll reap a harvest if you faint not. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm not fainting. I know it seems dumb, but the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God. Watch me. And when you feel tired, that's when you need to ask for your refill. Ah, come on. See, some of y'all, you're like, I'm tired, Lord. He said, you ain't even asked me for a refill. How are you going to tell me how tired you are and you didn't even ask me, thank you, for a refill? Which takes us to the third experience. <laughs> you ready? Let's go. The third experience is Ephesians 5.18. And it says, stop getting drunk with wine. I brought it back again. Stop getting drunk. Stop popping them pills. How do you cope? How do you spell relief? Do you shut down? Turn off. It's quiet in the church. Why y'all get quiet through here? All right, you're learning, but I need you to learn loud. Listen. All right, look. He says, stop it. He says, because the way you're coping leads to wild living. Check it out. He says, you're saved and you're filled with the spirit, but you live in wild. He says, you're saved, you're filled with the spirit, but you're cheating on your spouse. You're saved, you're filled with the spirit, but you're sleeping with everybody. 
you're saved and you're filled with the spirit, but you are meaner than a junkyard dog. You're saved and you're filled with the spirit, but you own that stuff. I'm not beating this up. What am I saying? You're saved and you're filled with the spirit, but you're a malicious gossip. You have murdered more people with your tongue. You should be on death row for what your tongue has done. And let's be honest, y'all. Come on. My hand's up first. We have all coped the wrong way. Saved. Filled with the spirit, but coping like a heathen. Saved. Filled with the spirit, but coping like we don't know him. And he says, stop getting drunk with wine. Now notice, he didn't say, you're going to hell. Mm, you're going to hell. He says, you're going to live wild. And if you live wild, then what's going to happen is you're going to lose what you've worked for. So he says, so stop getting drunk with wine, which leads to wild living. He says, you're coping with challenges the wrong way. He says, when you drink, you want an escape. When you drink, you want a way. And I'm just using this because that's what Paul said. But whatever, what is it that you do? I just need something to just take the edge off. So you use a depressant to not be depressed. <laughs> I'm not judging anybody because we all have the way we have spelled relief. For some of you, y'all ready for this? Your coping is that you consistently go back to people from your past trying to rekindle fires that were never present. You wasn't never no fire, boo. Quit lying. He says, he says, listen, here's the problem. We're coping the wrong way. We're coping the wrong way. So he says, I need you to keep on being filled with the spirit. In other words, he says, if you get a refill of the spirit, it has a better effect than wine. Question. Pregunta. That's Spanish for question. I know that. Listen. When you get drunk, now listen, don't y'all start acting like what I'm about to talk about you don't know nothing about. When you get drunk, can you tell me what happens? Just let's have interactive church. Online, you type it, you type it, you type it. In the building, can you talk back to me? What happens when you get drunk? Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Okay, hold on, one at a time. Listen, no, just, okay. All right, come on, y'all talk to me. What happens? Slurred speech. In other words, what you say, you don't know what you're saying. So when I'm filled with the Spirit, I can speak in an unknown tongue, and I don't know what I'm saying, but the Holy y'all ain't going to knows what I'm saying. He's saying the same thing you get from the wine will be better if you get it from the Spirit. And I need some of you to realize if you'll try Jesus and try the Holy God, I wish you would say, Lord, refill me with your Spirit. Okay, slurred speech. What else happens? What else happens when you get drunk? You become someone, you become someone totally different. You become someone totally different. When I get filled with the spirit, my natural response may be to cuss you out seven ways from Sunday. But when I'm filled with the spirit, here you go, I become somebody different. Which means I become a better version you're missing the point. I become a better version of myself, and I'll look at how I handle it and say, woo-wee, I'm proud of me. Look at how I just handled that wine. Because I wasn't drunk off no wine. I was drunk off of the Spirit. Open your mouth, lift your hands, and say, Lord, refill me with your Spirit.
See, some of you, your struggle to become a better you is because you're trying to do it absent the spirit. So you're trying to have success absent the spirit. You will not be successful by your might or by your power, but by his spirit. Okay, what else happens? Give me two more. You start fighting folks. You're violent drunk. Back up off of me, Jody. Listen. <laughs> you start fighting. You ready? Y'all go with me. You start fighting because in that moment, you believe you have a strength that supersedes your natural ability. I wish y'all were connecting these dots because some of y'all looking at me like you ain't connected them. So Paul says, just like you get a, a, a strength to fight, here you are a little bit. You are a whole four or five. But you picking fights with tall dudes. Like, why are you looking at me like that? Why are you looking at me like that? And you fighting with people that, watch me, you're fighting with things that are way bigger than you. You're fighting with things that are way stronger than you. And watch me, you're the one that goes and picks the fight. Catch the point, Wednesday. When I get full of his spirit, there's some stuff I've been avoiding that I'll run up to and say, devil, you've been messing with me, but I'm going to handle you today. You can be like David and say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that there to fight the armies of the living God? Why did David say that? Baby, he was drinking, and he was drinking from the spirit. Please lift your hands and say, Lord, refill me with your spirit. You'll start fighting with stuff you've been avoiding for decades. You'll start fighting with stuff that's been in your bloodline for years. Why? Because I'm drunk off of the spirit. And all of a sudden, I feel like I can take you down. I feel like I can knock you out. I feel like I can leap through a troop. Give me one more thing. One more thing. Start dancing. Start dancing. Ah, oh, that's a lust right there. Let's go. Am I judging nobody? Come on, let's go. I ain't not judging nobody. I ain't judging nobody. Come on, let's go. So you start dancing. You, you, watch me. Your personality is unrestricted. Y'all ready? I'm trying to show you the point here. Anything, the reason he says what you're doing when you get drunk or you cope, he says the same effect but better comes from the spirit and you get spiritual results. So you start dancing and you don't care who is around you. You start dancing. You ain't got to be on the beat. You got a whole nother beat going on in your head. Y'all ain't talking to me. Some of y'all right now, the reason you laughing is because you already remember yourself. You, was there, you had a whole nother beat going on in your head. But catch this, when I'm drunk off of the Holy Ghost and filled with his spirit, I don't care who's around me. Watch me praise. See, for some people, it's difficult to praise God because you're trying to be cerebral about something that's spiritual. You're trying to be scholastic about something that's spiritual. So to you, it don't make sense to be doing all that dancing and clapping and lifting your hands and all that. Well, what does it do? But God says, listen, those are postures of praise. David, let's use David. David, his wife came to him and said, David, you are the king. The king can't dance like this. The king can't act like this. He looks at the old girl. He says, listen, I appreciate you. But look here. First of all, 
I'm the king. So come on down with all that. Number two, you don't know what I've been through since the age of 16. I was treated differently by my father and brothers because they had a different mama than me. I was treated like the black sheep around my own brothers and around my own family. I, I was treated that way for 16 years. They gave me the difficult stuff to do while they got the fun stuff to do. They had me in the house cleaning while they were out partying. Mm. They had me doing stuff. I, who am I talking? They had me doing stuff while the other ones got to celebrate and look like I was being punished. At 16, when the man of God comes to our house, my daddy doesn't even think enough of me to invite me in the house to be interviewed by the man of God. He says, I've been dealing with rejection and abandonment my entire life. And watch me. He says, listen, and when the man of God anointed me at 16 for 14 years, I had to go through pure D hell just to get to this throne. He said, Saul tried to kill me. Goliath tried to kill me. My brothers talked about me. He said, the only thing I ever had that was consistent to me was so he said, if you think I'm acting crazy now, you just got me a little bit more drunk in the spirit. I'm about to act even more undignified than this. And the Bible says he danced so much, he danced up out. I dare somebody in this building to give God a crazy praise right there, right there. I, I dare you to act like he's been consistent. I dare you to not worry about who's around you. Come on, give him a crazy He's been consistent. He's been faithful. He's been reliable. Hallelujah. 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 Listen. Because because when you're drunk, you don't care about who's looking at you. They can look at you all day. And you're looking at them like, look, I'm going to dance. You the one. And God is looking at some of y'all like, you really finna let that person that's not praising punk you into being silent? I just wish there was a few of us in this building and a few of us online that you would take your praise to a whole nother level. I'm gonna give you 10 seconds to do it. Just your praise. One, two, three, go. 10 seconds, go. 10, nine. In this building and online, eight. Somebody, I need a couple of runners. I need a couple of jumpers. I need a couple of shouters. I need somebody that don't mind who's around them. God's been good to you. And I'm drunk off the spirit. I ain't stunning you. I ain't fooling with you. Everybody shout. You be seated. When you lead a club after being drunk, when you lead a bar after being drunk, all you know is you had a good time. And when you wake up in the morning, you say, what happened? God says, if your praise didn't go there, you wouldn't refill. You ought to look on Thursday morning and say, what happened on Wednesday night? You ought to wake up from your nap on Sunday after church and say, what happened at 915? What happened at 1115? And for some of y'all, your, your praise doesn't match what he's brought you through. 
Your praise does not match what he's brought you out of. Your praise don't match the fact he healed you from cancer. Your praise don't match the fact he healed you from HIV. Your praise don't match the fact that he kept you from blowing your brains out. Your praise doesn't match the fact that he got you off of those drugs. Your praise doesn't. So look. So look. He says, this has a better effect than wine. He says, so the next time you want to reach for the bottle, ask for a refill. The next time you want to reach for the point, ask for a refill. The next time you want to reach for hollering and screaming, ask for a refill. The next time you want to reach for the drugs, ask for a refill. The next time you want to reach for the gossip, ask for a refill. Ask for a as for a, and I learned something. Everywhere I go, I always get mine to go. I need me a water to go. Why? Because while I'm traveling back to wherever I was, I want to make sure that I don't become parched. Are you listening to me? Somebody say, it's just this simple. So, so, so look, so look, this, this, this mikvah, it's like living water that cleanses you like a dishwasher. So first cleanses the outside. Spirit filled cleanses the inside out. When you refill, it's like a dishwasher. I used it. It's dirty. It needs to be cleaned again. I used it. It's dirty. It needs to be cleaned again. Here's what the dishwasher does at the same time. The out and the inside. It's so simple. Some of y'all are literally letting it do this. I need you to come here. Please come here. Come here. Okay, come here. Listen, in the South, they didn't do dishwashers. In the South, Big Mama would have that water that was 400 degrees. But she was used to making hot water cornbread, so she, she knew how to handle some hot water. Let that be a lesson for some of y'all. Your water's always been hot because you know how to handle it. And they'd wash. And then, then when you got dishwashers, the dishwasher did the work for you. So all I have to do is submit to the process. And when I submit to the process, the dishwasher is going to do the work for me. I don't have to keep dipping my hand in water that's about to burn my flesh off. Because the dishwasher will do it for me. So every day, our prayer has to be, I need a refill. Okay, let's finish. So, we learned on Sunday that the Holy Spirit, one of the terms is parakletos, which means he's our intercessor. He goes to God when we can't. Because there are moments you haven't prayed. And he's like, I'm going to cover her because she's about to act a fool. I'm going to go to God on her behalf. That's what an intercessor does. Then second, he's our consoler. Say he's my consoler. I got to hurry up and finish this thing. He's our consoler. That means he lessens our grief. He lessens our sorrow. He lessens our disappointment. Anybody ever lost something? Anybody ever been disappointed? Right? Anybody ever had some sorrow? Guess what? The Lord says, I want to be the one that consoles you. You are running to everybody else saying, I just need some people around me. And God says, you never even asked me. You never even asked. Say, Lord, console me. Ah, that's good to me. He's going to lessen the effect of somebody walking out. 
He's going to lessen the effect of somebody not being present in your life anymore. He's going to lessen the effect of the fact that you didn't get the deal. He's going to lessen that. Then he's your advocate. That means he speaks in favor of. When you doubt you, he'll speak in favor of you. When you're like, I can't do it, he's like, shut up. Like, God, I'm just so confused. Shut up. Lord, I just don't know what to do. Shut up. The number one way that he speaks in our favor is by silencing our foolishness. Quiet. Then he supports us by argument. So God says the Holy Spirit will argue on your behalf. There are some things that you do that when your spirit feels, you don't have to say what it is you want to be vociferous about to an individual. The Holy Ghost will argue on your behalf to them. You missed what I just said. See, some of you like, I got all my points together. I'm pretty, I got all of this. And, and the Lord is like, listen, that's cute. That's cute. That's nice. But what I need you to do is stay filled with the spirit because you'll walk into the meeting with your boss and the Holy Ghost will start arguing on your behalf. Give it a raise. And they're going to say, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I know why you're doing it. He just argued. I'm going to throw this mic at somebody. I need you to say, he's arguing in my favor. I, we don't normally do this, I, but we're going to do it for you. I, I know why you did it. He just argued in my favor. We don't normally give people with a record like yours a chance, but, but we're going to do it for you. I know why you did it. He just argued in my favor. And all I had to do was be spirit-filled. And when I walked in the room, he started pleading my case. For somebody, he's about to talk to an underwriter. Because you don't quite fit what the qualifications are supposed to be. But he's about to argue. While you're praising on a Wednesday night, he's about to go into their sleep and start arguing. Go on and give it to her. Go on, look at this file. Run the credit again. Run the fight. But if I'm not spirit-filled, I feel like, listen, listen. If you're not spirit-filled, you always feel like you have to fight for yourself. Because you feel like nobody's fighting for you. So, so you get arrogant, you get sloppy, you get disrespectful. Because you feel, I need to, t I need to, I need to. And God is like, That's, you're not filled. You're sloppy now. Because if you were filled, you just walk in and say, listen, he's going he gonna to argue for me. He's going to fight for me. And I don't know who needs to give God a praise. Watch me. But by Sunday, something that you thought you were going to have to fight, since you asked for a refill, he's going to fight for you. Whoever that is, I'll know by your praise. Whoa! He's about to fight. He's about to fight. <laughs> Come on, Facebook. He's about to. He's going to do it. Hey, somebody say God's going to do it. All right, look, 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 look. Recommend you publicly. God says, I'll endorse you. <laughs> he says, I'll recommend you publicly. He says, so it won't matter who's on your reference list. He says, because I'll, I'll refer you. I'll recommend you publicly. This is why some of y'all at the meeting, you keep getting called on. And you didn't want to get called on. In fact, you were trying to not make attention. Look, for all of you that like the background, I need to let you in on something. You're the ones he likes to put in the foreground because he knows you won't let the foreground go to your head. There's some people that want the stage, and that's why they can't never have it. Y'all, they go talk. But the other ones that say, I'm good on the background, God is like, ah, uh -uh, you the one I'm going to put to the front. I'm going to recommend you publicly. Then I'm going to comfort you. I got to finish this. I'm out of time. Then I'm going to comfort you. 
That means I'm going to soothe you. I'm going to soothe you. Play smooth jazz, real smooth jazz. 95.7. Slow jazz. I don't even know. That's like Tyrone's night groove. Listen. All right, listen. Say, he's my soother. He soothes me. So when you're all, he's like, shh. And when you're like, God, it's about to fall apart. He's like, shh, I got this. I need some of y'all to snap with me. Snaps. God, my kids are crazy. Shh. When you're like, God, but my finances, what's going on? He's like, I got this. <laughs> I got this. Just whisper it. Y'all say it. I got this. Everybody say it. I got this. I got this. So listen. So listen. He says, I'll soothe you. I'll reassure you. Meaning, when you're like, I can't. He's like, you got this. See, if I'm soothing you, I got this. If I'm reassuring you, you got this. And the moment you're like, I'm so overwhelmed, he's like, you got this. You got this. I can't take this no more. You got this. You're taking it. You're doing it. What is it you can't do? You're already doing it. I wish you stopped telling the Lord you can't do what you've already done. I got to finish. Then he'll bring cheer to you. He'll cheer you up. I've watched him do this. In a moment where you're like, you, you ever had a day where you woke up and you just woke up defeated? Like you just, you just woke up like just. He just woke up like. Here's what the Holy Spirit will do when you get a refill, when you stay filled. He'll put something in front of you that'll bring you some cheer. He'll cheer you up. Have you ever noticed when you look at people out drinking and at the bars and stuff, they always laughing? <laughs> <laughs> Just keep keying it up. God says, God says, God says, if you'll stay filled, that's what it'll be for you. And you just sitting there having a good time. Matter of fact, you'll feel bad for how good of a time you having. You'll feel guilty for having a good day because you're like, oh, my God. But I need you to not feel guilty because that's what the Holy Ghost is for. He's there to say, uh-uh, boo, you've been through too much hell to be crying over this. Let's have a laugh. Oh, I need somebody to just say, I'm ready to laugh. And the Bible says, watch me, it was all a dream until we saw what God manifested and we were filled with laughter. I need somebody to say, I'm about to laugh about what I thought was my loss. God, I feel like preaching. I wish I had a church in this building. Say, I'm about to laugh about what I thought was my loss. So look, so look, look, so I got it. Y'all want me to finish or stop? I'm just, I'm just saying it'd be nice. <laughs> I'm going to finish. But I need you to get this. So there's two Ps, power, child power. 
so, so he's our parakletos, three Ps rather. Secondly, he gives us power. So when I stay filled with the spirit, I feel powerful. When you feel weak, that's because you are. You. You. Because you're relying on your might and your power, not his. Everybody shout power. Power. Mm, I need you to say it online, type it all caps in this building. I need you to shout it. I need you to shout it. Like, like, like. (laughs) One, two, three. That's how you shout. Acts 1-8. But you shall receive power. Here's the word dunamis in Greek. That means ability. I'm going to be able to do what I wasn't able to do when I got him. You will receive abundance. Uh-uh. Let me tell you why I don't lack, because I got him. And wherever the spirit is, there's no lack. If there's lack, that means he's absent. Watch me. He'll give me meaning. He says, I'm going to give you meaning. He says, you're going to wake up and have a sense of purpose in your life, even if you haven't figured out what yours is. When you wake up, you're going to have a sense of purpose in your life, even if you haven't figured out what yours is. That's me. He says, I'm going to give you might. That means you're going to fight, and you ain't going to fight scared. You're going to fight with might. Then he says, I'm going to work miracles. It means miracle working power. In other words, you're going to be like, oh, my God, that happened for me. And God's like, yes, that happened for you. Because when, I, when you're filled with the Spirit, you've got the ability to work miracles. Shout, I'm a miracle worker. Then it means I'm going to give you strength. God says, you're going to be doing stuff that a year ago you never thought you'd have the ability to do. Matter of fact, last year you thought, I probably ain't going to make it 12 more months in this. But all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost gave you a He gave you a strength. And watch me. He gave you a strength and dismissed everybody that was around you so that you wouldn't think it was them. You know it was him. Then it means you're going to work mighty works. Then it means you're going to be violent. Check this out. Violent means you're focused and unwavering. So when I am stay filled with the spirit, I'm focused and I'm unwavering. Say focused, unwavering. Come on, I got to finish. Say focus, unwavering. When I stay filled with the spirit, what ends up happening is that I am focused and unwavering, which means there is a violence about me that other people can't understand how I do what I do the way I do it. But it's not me. It's the God in me. People will look at you and say, how have you been that excellent all these years? How have you been that? How have you done this? How have you done that? Baby, I'm violent. And the kingdom suffers violent and violent men and women. Take it by force. I wish you'd say there's violence on the inside. Yeah, yeah, I'm focused, baby. I, I know you're distracted by every little thing that slides on your DM, but I'm focused. I know you're distracted by every person that talks about you, but I'm focused. Why? He that has begun a good work in me shall complete it. Then it means pecuniary ability. Pecuniary ability means the influences that come with wealth. Which means when you have the Holy Ghost, people will treat you like you got big money. You miss me. When you, ha- when you stay sp- filled with the Spirit, people will look at you and watch me. They'll call you sir in a city like Denver, but that's not even their normal vernacular. Because they see something on you. They see something in you that says, I need to treat them like they got big money. I need to treat them like they've got big wealth. I need to treat them like they've got big influence. Which means he's going to make my name great. And he'll do it when I stay filled with the Spirit. It means more power. When I'm filled with the Spirit, I have the ability to say yes and no. Which means, watch me, you don't know, you don't know what you really are disciplined in until it's laying in front of you. Sometimes literally. You don't know, but when your spirit feels, he'll give you the ability to say, Mm-mm. you move your pocketbook. I ain't even come on over there. I... When you could clap back and instead you say, Lord, you handle this. 
And then, watch this. Everybody listen. Excellence. He says, when you're filled with the Spirit, you do. Half tailing is not how you do stuff. Because the Spirit will say, go back and wipe it again. Y'all ain't going to talk to me right now. See, let me tell you how I know a lot of Christians don't stay filled with the Spirit. Because what they produce is an excellent. What they do is an excellent. And that means you're doing it from you, not from him. And you needed to say, Lord, I need a refill so that Lord, if my job is to move this, this speaker, I can do it with excellence. If my job is to move this chair, I can do it with excellence. If my job is to stand behind this microphone, I can do whatever I do, and I do it with excellence. Say I'm a person of excellence. Let me have my verse. So look, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. Look, he gives you all of that power to be a witness. So your excellence will speak for you. Your pecuniary will speak for you. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I got a note on Sunday from someone. It was their first time in the building, but they said, I feel like I know you. I feel like I've been here because one of the people, that uh, the person that invited me here, every time that you preach something, they come and give it to me, so I feel like I've been coming. They wrote a note and said, I just want to let you know how you bless me. I've never met them. Shut your doggone mouth. I've never met them, never spoken to them. Met them for the first time on Sunday. But because somebody decided to stay filled, when they went on their job, they took what they got filled with and took it there. And they were a witness. Say, I'm a witness. Here's the last P. I got to quit. Pericletos power. And then the actual message here is you're going to produce produce. You're going to produce produce. Produce, make, produce, fruit. Say, it's time for me to be fruitful. Uh-uh. See, I, you ain't ready for it because you ain't even saying it with no violence. Say, it's time for me to be fruitful. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm going to give you one more time. Don't play me Wednesday. I need you to say this. You Ready? Say, it's time for me to be fruitful. That's how you say it. That's how you say it. Look, Galatians 5, 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. What does it mean to walk by? Let me, let me have a book here, that book, that notepad. Let me have a notepad. All right? If I'm walking by the Spirit, that means I'm following instructions. I'm walking by the Spirit. I'm walking by the Spirit. I'm walking by the Spirit. I follow the Word because the Word is His will. He is His Word. So when I follow the Word, I'm walking by the Spirit. This is not deep. This is not confusing. This is not some weird thing. If I follow the Word, I'm walking by the Spirit. See, the reason I'm not distracted by you is because I ain't looking at you. I'm walking by the... Come on, church. I'm walking by the Spirit. So I'm not distracted by what's around me. Matter of fact, some of you, you were close to an edge and didn't even know it because you were walking by the Spirit. And he didn't let you see the ledge that you were walking by. That there were some people that had put a ditch right there that they were trying to, I don't know who this is for, but you had a circle of people around you that they hated you, but they stayed around you because they couldn't deny that God was with you. You didn't know that they had set some traps for you. Some of the stuff that happened, when you look back over the facts, it's pretty interesting because they were the ones that set you up. They set you up to fail. They talked about, I wish you were. 
But because you walk by the Spirit, God didn't even let you see what they were doing. God says, listen, you stay walking by the Spirit. And then when you do that, you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. Here it is, verse 22, but you're going to have some fruit. You're going to love, even after being hurt. You're going to have joy. What does joy mean? People say, you're always so happy. Listen, baby, let me tell you something. Listen, this ain't happiness. This is joy. Because happiness means something had to be happening. Joy means this is the day that the Lord has made. And I sh that's a choice, baby. Joy is a choice. Joy is a choice. People will look at you. How are you smiling after you've been through hell like that, joy? How do you still have mercy after people have abused you like that, joy? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Some people are unfaithful because they're not, they don't stay filled with the spirit. It's difficult to do something that requires something spiritual and you're doing it in the natural. <laughs> Gentleness. Gentleness does not mean weakness. Gentleness means I know how to nuance certain situations. Some things require a laser, other things require a sword, some things require a taser, some things require an Uzi, other things require silence. Gentleness means I know when not to even deal with something that's beneath me. What you think about so-and-so said? It's the future for me. <laughs> How you feel about what so-and-so did? That doesn't require a response. That's their issue with me, not my issue with myself. And I'm not going to let your problem with me become a problem I have with myself. Let's finish. I'm out of time. Self-control. He says, when you say spirit-filled, you'll be able to control yourself. You won't be able to say, I, I just couldn't help myself. I was so proud of myself yesterday. Um, and this is, I'm using this as a funny story, but, but I'm using it to prove the point. So a pastor took me for my uh, birthday yesterday, and we went to Papa Dope, um, which is just one of my favorite. Uh, did I say their name? I, we went to a seafood restaurant because the hair that was in my napkin, it was a whole head of somebody's hair. They literally snatched some hair out of somebody and rolled it up in a napkin and gave it to me. So excuse me, it was a seafood restaurant in the city. Um, and, and look, their bread, look, look, that's all I'm gonna say. And so he said, Bishop, you want some bread, right? I said, nope. I said, don't bring that bread over here. I told her, I said, sweetheart, don't bring no bread over here. She started laughing, okay. I said, no, I'm serious. Don't bring no bread over here. Don't bring no butter over here. Don't bring no crostini over here. Because I'm not fin I got to go do this photo shoot and I need I don't I can't have all this bread on me. Now, it's it's a funny thing, right? But check the point. What the spirit does is that when there's something in front of you that you would normally say yes to, he'll give you self-control to be able to say, mm-mm. 
You would normally say yes to clapping back at somebody, but the spirit will. Say, he gives me self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So he's my paracletos. He gives me power. And I produce produce. Everybody stand in this building. Everybody stand at home. Everybody lift your hands. Please. Say, Lord, I need a refill. You're my paracletos. You give me power. You give me the ability to produce produce. I declare great spiritual fruit in my life in these next 12 months. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. 
We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply.